Welcome into episode 18 of On The Move. I'm Josh Clark alongside Kenneth Nash. We're back from spring break, ready to dive back into some more Choctaw athletics, and we've got plenty to talk about. The baseball, softball, tennis, and golf teams were all in action while we were on break as well as over the past few days, so we'll give you a quick rundown on all of that as well as what's to come. We've also got some big news regarding the men's basketball program here at Mississippi College, and we've got our sideline session with second baseman of the Lady Choctaw softball team, Morgan Bradford. All that and more coming coming right up. Leading off with our top story of the week might be the top story of the semester here in terms of Mississippi College Athletics. Uh, Regarding the men's basketball program on Monday afternoon, it was announced that Mike Jones, who, yes, is the current athletic director at MC, will also be reinstated as the head coach of the men's basketball team. This will be Jones's third stint coaching MC basketball from 1988 to 2002. He was the head coach also from 2006 to 2008. So a long history of MC athletics, long history in the MC basketball program. And Kenneth, now he is back and he's going to take over to start the 2019-2020 season. He's going to have Don Lofton, the former head coach, as an assistant, as well as assistant Alex Ainsworth will still be along as well. So a a huge shakeup here in the MC basketball program. Yeah, definitely. Coach Jones returning to the sideline. He does hold a school record of 332 career wins uh, as the head coach of the Choctaws. he, he kind of gave in, in the press release, they gave a quick quote from Coach Jones. Uh, he said, I look, I'm look, i looking forward to returning, pardon me, I'm looking forward to the opportunity to get back to the bench and coach again. As Dr. Thompson and I reviewed the program, he approached me about returning to the sidelines. I spent a lot of time in prayer and felt the Lord steering me back to lead this team. Uh, obviously, Coach Jones is a well-renowned um, figure in men's basketball across the Southeast uh, within the Gulf South Conference. Um, he's he's kind of looking at a team that's been struggling. He's going to look to try to you know add some life back into the program as if they really kind of struggled this year and they're trying to get things headed in the right direction. Um, as you mentioned, Coach Lofton, who was uh, spent 15 years as the head coach, he has a career 227 and 191 record. He will stay on. Uh, he's going to be one of the assistant coaches along with uh, Alex Ainsworth, who was in his first year as an assistant coach this season. Um, coach Jones, with over 30 years as a basketball coach, uh, he's, he's got a lot of connections. Um, a lot of people are really excited about this move inside and outside of Clinton and outside of MC. Um, it seems like a good opportunity for uh, MC to kind of jumpstart things with a, a veteran leader. Uh, hopefully, can help turn these things turn things around for the program. Absolutely. And uh, when we were at the press conference, there was a press conference held on Wednesday afternoon when I was there, kind of interviewing Coach Coach or. Er, Coach Jones now. Yes, we can call him Coach Jones again, Kenneth. So Coach Jones and uh, Dr. Thompson and Coach Ainsworth, uh, they, they, the, the excitement was there. You could tell they were excited. I mean, this is the guy the court is named after. This is the guy who's responsible for a lot of the banners that are on the wall at A.E. Wood Coliseum, including the 1995 GSC Championship, uh, 1994-95 season. They were the GSC champs. He was the coach of the year in the GSC in 93-94. A lot of ASC a lot of American Southwest Conference championships to go uh, on his belt, rather. And you look at his 20 seasons as a head basketball coach. He's in the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame. He's in the Mississippi College Sports Hall of Fame. 
This will be his 17th season coming up at MC as the head coach. He's 15 years as the full-time athletic director at Mississippi College. He will keep uh, keep fulfilling his duties as AD as well as head coach of the basketball team. Starting next season, his record, he had 14 consecutive winning seasons at MC as the head basketball coach, five straight NCAA tournament appearances, and he held a 152-68 and 68 record. That's a 69.1% winning percentage. And that uh, that was in the GSC over his 16 seasons, and that's the fourth best in conference history, the fourth best win percentage. So definitely bringing himself back into the fold looks like a good move, Kenneth. It really does, and the fact that I was even talking to one of the players, and he said that yesterday they had their first practice with Coach Jones, and that he hasn't felt that sore in a long time. And so definitely sounds like Coach Jones is right. He's He told me how eager and excited he was to get back into the game, how excited he was to finish his sports career coaching college basketball, which has always been a passion of his, but he's also excited to turn this program back into what it once was. Yeah, definitely. Um, and jumping right from the court, right over to the Diamond, uh, the baseball team, uh, Choctaw's baseball team has been in action. We've uh, missed you over the past week as we were gone for spring break. We missed the baseball team too. Missed the baseball team too. The Choctaws were in action. Uh, they started off spring break with a Sunday Monday series uh, against Valdosta State. Uh, they actually played uh, in Jackson back at Smithville Stadium. There was some inclement weather uh, that made things get kind of rearranged. They dropped the first game of that conference series nine to one. Uh, picked up an extra innings victory in the second game on Sunday, 5-4. The third game of that was canceled. Uh, that was supposed to be back here at Frierson Field. Uh, some bad weather ended up getting that game moved around, and eventually they decided not to play it. Uh, then the men headed to Fairfield, Alabama, uh, where they took on Miles College on Tuesday the 12th. They did fall to Miles 6-5 to five, uh, before return, or probably before going to Cleveland, Tennessee, they returned to GSC play. They played the Lee University Flames, picked up a 13-4 win, a 6-5 win, and a 7-6 win. Tonight, as we record this on Wednesday the 20th, they're at down in Biloxi, Mississippi, at MGM Park, home of the Shuckers, taking on William Carey University in a non-conference matchup. And the men really kind of a bit of an up-and-down start to the season. They're now 14-9 overall, 7-4 in the conference. They are coming off of a three-game sweep of Lee University in the conference. But Josh, probably not exactly the start they were envisioning uh, getting off to this season with such high expectations. Absolutely, Kenneth. I mean, you you see their projected preseason, number one in the GSC. They were ranked, uh, I believe, number 18 to start the year off. And just two weeks ago, Kenneth, or less than two weeks ago, 10 days ago, after that loss to Valdosta, they were 10-8. and eight. So almost a 500 record through 20, almost 20 games. That's that's a, definitely had to set them a little on e or on edge. You would have to, you would have to assume, especially with the high expectations that have been set. And really, they just had had a couple bad bounces go their way. I mean, West Florida was just a 5-3 loss, 10-8 loss. So a couple of close losses, some rallies falling short. But then picking up that win against Valdosta in 11 innings, that I feel like that was critical. That was huge because. That helped them split that series. Then losing to Miles by one, obviously non-conference doesn't hurt as much, but still not being able to pick up some traction uh, obviously is is frustrating. But then this past weekend going to Lee, uh, taking a three-game sweep, 13-4, 6-5, 7-6 wins. All all three very close wins, or two very close wins, but they definitely, I think they needed that series. They needed that chance to, Re, kind of re-rack and reassess what's going down 
and then take it from here. Yeah, they definitely were able to bounce back against Lee. Uh, Grant Barber, junior second baseman from Mobile, Alabama, picked up GSC Baseball Player of the Week um, due to his work this past weekend. Uh, in the four-game stretch, including the three games at Lee, uh, Barber posted a team-best 6.15 average. He had eight hits, four of which were doubles. Uh, one of those was a game winner in the Sunday contest against Lee. Uh, he had multi- multi-hit games in all four games. He accounted for eight runs with three RBIs and five runs scored. He walked three times, was hit by pitch twice. He had a 7.22 on-base percentage in that four-game span and a 9.23 slugging percentage. Right now, Barber, the junior, leading the conference in doubles. He's 10th in runs scored. Uh, He's tied for the team lead in hits and leads the team in batting average with a 3.69 average. He's the first Choctaw to be voted player of the week for the GSC Conference or the Gulf South Conference That's not a since picture. Blaine yes. Krim uh, back in May, early May of 2017. Of course, the Pitcher of the Week awards are coming in uh, thick and fast for the Choctaws. Ryan Lane, Zach Ingram, and Chris Crosby already being uh, awarded that honor. But Grant Barber, obviously one of the more veteran players on this team, really stepped up and helped lead the team to a few wins. And yeah, Kenneth Barber's been a starter since his freshman year, always being kind of that staple in the lineup in the infield. And he actually was the reason the Choctaws won that third game and picked up the sweep. Barber actually had a single in the ninth inning that uh, was a RBI single that helped uh, Dylan Duplichain score, and that ended up winning the game for the Choctaws against the Flames. So, great weekend from him. Blaine Cram, as you mentioned earlier, also knocking in two home runs this past weekend in Cleveland. And now, as we said, they're taking on William Carey. The As we record this, not sure exactly what's going on down there in Biloxi, but we'll have it for you next week. And then this weekend, Choctaw's heading to Montgomery, Alabama to take on the Auburn-Montgomery Warhawks in a three-game set before coming back home to MC for five straight home games including Arkansas Monticello, a three-game set with Montevallo, and then Henderson State. So, exciting times for the Choctaw baseball team, 14-9 and nine overall, 7-4 and four in the conference play. But switching over to the other diamond out in left field, the Lady Choctaw softball team. Kenneth, we talked about it earlier in the year. We've, we've talked about it throughout this season so far, but they just keep on winning. They they keep on surging. The Lady Choctaws currently 22 and 6 overall. They're 8 and 3 in conference play since we last talked to you. They're on a 7-game winning streak that includes two wins against the number 5 team in the nation Valdosta State that started their spring break uh, play out. Then taking a week off, coming back and playing Lee in a 3-game set winning 7 to 2, 12 to 2, 7 to 6. And then sweeping Miles College this past Tuesday over in Alabama with a 9 nothing and a 13-1 to win. So a lot of routings, a lot of runs scored. Brianna Caldwell was named GSC Softball Player of the Week, and Kenneth, she had a huge week. Yeah, Brianna Caldwell really did have a, a great week for the Choctaws in a, a week that's week and a half that saw them win uh, seven games and really, really skyrocket them in terms of record and conference standing. Uh, Caldwell, the senior, uh, lifted the Choctaws uh, to a three-game sweep of Lee University. Uh, they, she went four for eight at the plate, three home runs. Three? Three home runs. Three. Five RBIs, Whew. three runs scored. Uh, she had her th- third multi-home run game of her career uh, in the 7-6 win over Lee. Uh, during this five-game winning streak, 
uh, as provided by the uh, MC press release on this. Uh, during this five-game winning streak, Caldwell has a batting average over uh, 300 now um, since February 9th. She's 7-15 to uh, over the past five games, of course, with those three home runs. She becomes the third Lady Choctaw to earn a GSC Weekly Award. Uh, Corey Cooper won Pitcher of the Week back on February 26th, and Hannah Creel has been named uh, Freshman of the Week two weeks in a row, and... Hannah Creel is going to win Freshman of the Week three weeks in a row. And uh, let's talk about why, <laughs> obviously. Hannah Creel, uh, in the sweep of miles, she picked up her first career no-hitter. As a freshman. On the mound. As a freshman. As a freshman. Choctaws won 9 nothing. They had racked up 10 hits. Uh, did have an error, so no perfect game for Hannah Creel. But she's now 9-1 and one on the season. She picked up a no-hitter. Sounds pretty hitter. good, Kenneth. Uh, she was absolutely phenomenal. Um, she's going to win a third straight Freshman of the week for the Choctaws may be in line for Player of the Week uh, overall, uh, but it, it, the, I could see it. <clears throat> the Lady Choctaws team really is just—I mean—they're just on fire. Well, we're going to talk to uh, Morgan Bradford a little later uh, in our sideline session, so you'll hear her opinions on the team. But the team really has been playing phenomenally. And and Kenneth Morgan Bradford, one of the best, one of the better players, especially at the plate for the Lady Choctaws. This is her first season; she transferred in. And this is our first season with the team, obviously leading the Lady Choctaws with bat in in terms of batting average, the 358. She's one of only two Lady Choctaws to start in all 28 games this season, and she's really been one of the many sparks in this MC Lady Choctaw lineup. So we got a chance to talk with her, and here's that. Transitioning into our sideline session for the week, we're joined this week by junior second baseman of the Lady Choctaw softball team, Morgan Bradford. Morgan, it's great to have you here. Uh, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. And so let's go ahead and dive right into the top story. Obviously, there's a lot of top stories for the softball team this year, 22-6 and six mm-hmm. overall, 8-3 and three in conference play, beating the number five team in the nation just two weekends ago. Oh, yeah. And so a lot going on for the softball team. What has, now that we're kind of at the midway point, what has this season been like so far? Um, it's been very intense, but also very um, uh, interesting. Like, uh, when we started off, we knew we were going to be really good and have a lot of talent, you know, a lot of raw talent, and it's really nice to see all that come into play. So, uh, And obviously you um, are part of a newer class here. You transferred in from um, – let me pull up the school again. Southern Union State Community College. Mm-hmm. I can only see half the school's <laughs> name. Uh, Southern Union State Community College. So what was uh, everybody that we interviewed that's kind of transferred into MC, mm-hmm. we, we always want to know, you know, why MC? Was it, you know, a performance-based thing? Was it, you know, you're coming here for the academics and softball mm-hmm. is just part of it? So what was kind of your, your reasoning for choosing MC? Um, well, it's actually uh, pretty different, I guess. My freshman year at my JUCO, our assistant coach here, was our assistant coach at my JUCO. So I kind of knew, you know, a lot about her and I really loved her. And so she transferred here. And as I was making my like moves to transfer to beer school, you know, she contacted me and got me on a visit here. And I honestly just fell in love with everything about MC, you know, the school, the academics, and especially the the winning record at the softball team (laughs) helps. So, you know, that's a big deal. (laughs) Yes. And so uh, coming from Am I saying McDonough, right? McDonough. McDonough, Mm -hmm. Georgia. So had you 
obviously I'm sure you were looking to play softball in mm. college, like as you were getting through high school. Yeah. Had you ever heard of the MC softball program in high school? I hadn't. Nope, I've never heard of it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well that's okay because now you have. Now it, I have, right? and it's a big and so, deal. So. so, so now let's kind of transition into the last few weeks. Okay. So when we left for spring break, I mean y'all were, y'all were. Y'all were in a, in a good spot, mm-hmm. but now you're in an even better spot. Oh, yeah. You've won, I mean, seven games in a row oh, now yeah. and kind of hit another hot streak. You hit mm-hmm. one early on in the year, defeating the number one team mm-hmm. in the nation in the tournament, and now you defeat the number five in Valdosta. Let's let's jump back to there real quick. So playing the number five team, what kind of con- what kind of challenges come with playing that kind of team midseason, and how did y'all overcome those with an 8 nothing and 2-1 mm-hmm. victories? I think the biggest thing for us was to not look at their rankings and to look at their abilities and knowing that we're actually a better team than them. We have more talent. You know, we're, you know, we just have to play to uh, to our abilities and to play to our level and not theirs. So you know, just because they were ranked number five didn't mean anything. Just like we're ranked number twenty one right now, but the thing is not to look at that. You know, just right. to keep focusing on getting better and to make those numbers, you know, go down. You know, Absolutely. so that's definitely where we stand. I should. Go, I want to go back to even before the Valdosta um, series. I'm a big believer in turning points and seasons. Mm-hmm. And obviously right before Valdosta, y'all were in Pensacola, Florida, playing the number 10 team, team, 10 team at the time, West Florida. And then you, you suffered that, you know, three-game sweep. Mm-hmm. What was kind of the mentality throughout that weekend? And then is, is what was the shift like? Because I believe there's got to be some sort of mentality shift to go from losing three straight to winning seven games in a row. And really, I mean, just kind of dominating teams like y'all have been over oh, the yeah. past couple of weeks. Um, I think we came out of that series with a, a big chip on our shoulder, you know, going three games and out. Uh, it was pretty rough, but we knew that there was no choice but to bounce back. Like, we weren't going to go, you know, six games and losing streak. So, once we got that first game out of the way with Valdosta, we knew we just had to keep pushing. So, yeah. Yeah, and so now let's let's transition kind of over to your specific play this season. Okay. So, you're one of only, I think, a, hand, a very small handful of Lady Choctaws that have played, started and played in all 28 games this yeah. season. So obviously, I know from from being an athlete back in high school, a little washed up now, but uh, <laughs> very washed up now. But I know that was always a a, a kind of a pride tactic mm-hmm. for me was that I played in every game yeah. that I could, and mm-hmm. so obviously that's a big that's a big step oh, yeah. for you. But mm-hmm. on top of that, I mean, 24 hits, 17 runs, five RBIs, and yeah. starting at second base, one of the more difficult positions in in softball and in baseball and in wherever else what's what's kind of been your viewpoint of your season so far um my viewpoint is I think just like the other girls is to get better and to know how good we are and in order to keep uh, our streak up to get better and you know we have a lot of girls starting or not we have a lot of girls that are pushing us if you're starting in a certain position, you have someone right behind you that's going to push you to get better because they're on your butt, and if you don't perform, they're going to come in there and perform, you know. Mm. So, I mean, you know, starting, I try not to look at stats because I feel like if I look at stats, I feel like they're just going to go down. So, right, you know, yeah, I just kind right. of avoid that. But, you know, we have a team full of girls that are going to push you no matter what the you know, situation is. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then I know you say you don't look at stats, so I'll try <laughs> to not let you see them too much. Um, but just looking at it right now, you're currently writing a – Looks like a five-game hit streak, I believe. And the highest batting average on yeah. the team. <laughs> well, we're not going to talk about that. We won't talk about any of that. We can talk about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 458. Um, pretty, pretty solid. But, I mean, obviously you're seeing the ball well at the plate. And, obviously, it's I, I played baseball in high school, but it's completely different. We scrimmage the softball bit. team, and it's completely different. So, what is – I mean, 
when you're kind of seeing the ball well at the plate and you're really feeling at the plate, what does that zone kind of feel like? Does the ball feel bigger? Does it feel like you got more time to react? What does it kind of feel like? Um, I think it depends, obviously, with the pitcher, but sometimes you just see a ball and it's as big as a basketball, and, you know, you just kind of tattoo it. But um, I'm definitely more of a, a inside person. I look for the inside pitch. You know, I'm not really strong on the outside part of the plate, so I look for the, you know, the screwballs and all that stuff. So. <laughs> and so – now let's take a look at the GSC. Obviously, we had uh, your teammate Adriana Morgan on mm-hmm. earlier in the, right just before the season started, and when that at that point, I think I believe there were three different Gulf South Conference mm-hmm. softball teams ranked in the top twenty-five. Mm-hmm. And so now that y'all are in the top twenty-five, yeah. some things have kind of shifted around. You're still third in mm-hmm. the Gulf South Conference, and so that yeah. obviously speaks to how tough the conference mm-hmm. is, how deep the conference is, Definitely. and so now that you're kind of halfway through, and y'all are eight and three, holding it besides that uh, that yeah. series in West Florida, you've mm-hmm. won everything else, and mm-hmm. so uh, as the Gulf South Conference play kind of really gets into full swing over the next month, month and mm-hmm. a half, what is kind of the team's mindset looking definitively, or specifically at the GSC? Mm-hmm. I think uh, it's more of a game by game mindset because you know in the GSC you could come out the first day and sweep the team and but the next day they come back and they could be a totally different team like for instance we played Lee and we this past weekend and we beat him pretty good the first day and the next day we went into ITB with him you know so you never know who's going to come out that day so our mindset is to come out each and every at bat each and every game the best we can the team we know how to play you know so Um, and then also just kind of looking at MC as a whole the softball program as a whole uh, the one thing that stands out to me is that you guys are unbeaten um, right now at home playing here in Clinton. Uh, is there definitely, I mean, is there a noticeable difference? Y'all feel looser when you're playing here in Clinton? Is that, I mean, obviously Division Two athletics, not necessarily the best travel accommodations all the time, but being able to kind of sleep in your own beds, go through your normal routine, is that something y'all really enjoy? I mean, clearly it's transitioning over into your record. Oh, definitely. Um, playing at home, you just get a whole different feel. You know, you're on your home turf, you have your friends. Um, it's just a big difference, and you know, I guess waking up, sleeping in your own bed is a lot better than a hotel and riding the bus. So, <laughs> but yeah, being at home and you have your walkout songs and your that playlist and everything, it's a, it's really different. And so you just feel like you have the a big advantage playing at home. And yeah, Kenneth, you actually just uh, stole my question there a few seconds ago because we don't really <laughs> ask that question about mm-hmm. what's home field advantage mm-hmm. like. And so now, kind of tacking on to that, uh, is there obviously as much for as much of a crowd as maybe a football or basketball mm-hmm. game gets here. The softball field actually can get pretty rowdy. Mm-hmm. I've been to a handful of games over my past few yeah. years here at MC, and uh, what's it like? What Maybe maybe whether you want to compare it to community college, mm-hmm. to D2, or just in its own, what is that atmosphere like on a Saturday or Sunday here at the MC Softball Complex? I think it's pretty awesome because, you know, you know, you have big plays and everyone goes crazy, and you know that everyone – like in the stands is has your back they're they're your fans you know so you kind of feel like you know you have like this confidence you know that you know this is your field and they're not going to come on it and take it away from you so having those fans and know they're cheering for you is pretty amazing so yeah and so our last question we're kind of going to go ahead and try and cover the next week or two or three here because we don't know when we're going to have a softball player on yeah. next we would like to have one on every week because obviously <laughs> one of the hottest teams here at MC I mean we're mm-hmm. y'all, y'all are rolling right along mm-hmm. But uh, as I was kind of looking at y'all's schedule, you've got Auburn Montgomery this week, mm-hmm. and they're actually just one game behind y'all mm-hmm. in the GSC standings. And then you kind of have some back-to-back-to-back, some struggling GSC yeah. teams from Montevallo to Christian Brothers. And so is it ever difficult to kind of take that 
we're playing a really good team this week and then we're taking we're playing another team mm-hmm. a not so good team next week is it ever kind of difficult to manage those or is it always do y'all have that ability to say we're playing the same every week regardless um I think it's at times it's difficult to manage um because you know when you get on the field you know they're really good you want to play to their level you want to play right. really good but right. if you're playing a team that's not ranked or not as known for softball you know you you tend to like play more relaxed and not care as much about it right. so I guess our game plan is to like we said play to our ability and to play our game and not down to their level so that's one thing we need to that we always focus on is to playing above their skill level and playing the best softball we know how to. So. Absolutely, and y'all are definitely doing that oh, so yeah. far through the half, so around far. the halfway point. So mm-hmm. Lady Choctaws will be on the road this weekend in Montgomery, Alabama, taking on Auburn Montgomery, and then they'll be back next Wednesday for a home set with Union as well as Montevallo and Spring Hill. So mm-hmm. a lot of home cooking coming up, a 10-0 home record. Uh, a lot of records already being broken this year, a lot of trends being set, and we're, we're here for it. We're here. We're excited to oh, see yeah. it. So. Morgan, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. And good luck with the rest of the season. Thank you so much. The Choctaws golf team was in action over spring break. They were up in Memphis, Tennessee in the Buccaneers Spring Classic. Uh, And Monday and Tuesday of that tournament, they finished the tournament placed in fifth with a final team score of 586. Uh, They were led by Force Choi, the junior. Uh, He led the Choctaws in the tournament among individuals, finished plus three during the tournament, finished ninth overall. Uh, Seth Foshi had a big jump on day two, shot an even par 70, um, placed him 16th in the final standings. Jacob Berry fell to 29th. He had a plus 9 in the final round. Uh, and Zach Anderson carded a plus 10. Uh, and David Berry carding a plus 13. But the men will be in action uh, this upcoming Monday and Tuesday. It is the home tournament for the Mississippi College Choctaws, rescheduled from earlier in the year. Uh, they'll be in Madison, Mississippi at Lake Caroline Golf Club, part of the Mississippi College Invitational. So make sure if you got a chance, head out there, watch some collegiate golf the men will look to bounce back and try to pick up their first tournament win of the season uh and josh moving straight on from golf the tennis teams were in action over spring break as well yes the men's and women's tennis teams very busy uh this past spring break over the past 14 days or so since we last talked uh starting off on wednesday the the day we actually filmed or recorded our last episode. The men's and women's teams are playing West Alabama in a GSC game over in Livingston, Alabama. Uh, the men. Let's start off with the Choctaw, the men's Choctaw team. They lost that set six to. They lost that series six six sets to one. Uh, then moving on to Mobile, they also lost six to one. But then kind of taking it or flipping the script rather, taking a six one win over Spring Hill and a seven zero win over Dallas Baptist. Kenneth, we know Dallas Baptist rather well. Uh, uh, go Patriots. Well, not go Patriots in this scenario because the Choctaws won. Uh, MC taking a seven nothing victory at Dallas or here here in Clinton against Dallas Baptist, and then losing this afternoon one four sets to one to Alcorn State. Following up as well the women's team. So I, before we go to women's team, men are four and seven overall, two and one in conference play. Going over to the women's team on the other hand. Lady Choctaw started it off with a 6-1 loss at West Alabama on Wednesday, March 6th, but then 
following it up with a 7-0 loss at Nova Southeastern in Pensacola, Florida two days later, but then getting on to a hot streak. They beat Mobile 6-3, Spring Hill 7-0, Dallas Baptist 6-1, and Alcorn State 4-3. So Letty Choctaw is now riding a hot streak over the past 11 days or so. They're 8-4 overall, 2-1 in conference play, and definitely uh, looking. things are looking up for both tennis teams. They're all... They're both picking up after some kind of slow starts, but now they're on their on the road for a little bit longer. They've got Christian Brothers this Saturday in Memphis, Tennessee. Then they'll head to Cleveland on Sunday to take on Delta State before coming back home for Auburn Montgomery. So a lot of action coming up in the tennis world. And Kenneth, what about track and field? Yeah, the track and field teams are in action this weekend. They're up in Starkville, Mississippi uh, at Mississippi State participating in the Al Schmidt Relays, both the men and women's team and the women's team picked up some pretty big honors uh, earlier this uh, actually earlier this afternoon uh, the Gulf South Conference official Twitter tweeting out that six Gulf South track and field teams are featured in the top 50 of the Division II National Women's Track and Field Rating Index. Mississippi College was one of those teams. They're ranked number 26. So good job for the women's track and field team as they continue to climb up those rankings as they uh, head into the back half of their season. And Joshua, Kind of wrapping things up pretty quickly here, but that was fast. As Kenneth. we get to the end, as always, what is your final thought? Well, the final thought this week, Kenneth. Obviously, we want to talk about spring sports as much as we want to talk about softball surging, baseball kind of turning a corner. I want to talk about the basketball team real quick because this is a big, this is a big announcement that Coach Jones now, now once again, Coach Jones coming back for a third time to coach the men's basketball team here at MC. He's got nothing but a winning pedigree, nothing but a streak of success, and he's got a really good team to build around. And as I mentioned earlier, they're excited to work with him because they know his winning reputation. They know when your name is on the court, Kenneth, and you're the reason that a bunch of banners are on the wall that says something and so they're excited to get working with him and sadly Kenneth we won't be here to see it all go down but we'll be able to watch on the for, with we'll be able to watch games because of the beautiful MC Sports Media team shameless plug there but other than that we're excited to see that go down and once again another another evolving program here at Mississippi College so that's all we've got for this week and we'll talk to you next week until then go Choctaws